names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge, back into the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, I figured out the perfect analogy uh, for the Lakers and Kyrie and and waiting to make that trade as as everything else is kind of at a stalemate. Are you ready for it? Yeah, no, throw it, lay it on me. I'm ready. And I, if you listen to me, by the way, if you're listening to this and you listen to me on uh, Brian Toporek's NBA pod, uh, you've heard this before, but I unleashed it there. It was one of those situations, as, as you know, I run into a lot where I start an analogy and then I realize, oh my God, this is perfect. So I, I thought of it on the, on the spot. I should no, have. I, I'm, I'm always ready it here for a good unhinged time. Anthony Irwin analogy. Yeah. All right. All right. So. Uh, as we know, the Lakers currently are waiting to. Uh, they're, 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 everybody is basically waiting on other dominoes elsewhere to fall, and everything is just kind of on hold as as we wait for those dominoes to topple. And by the way, the the subject of today's pod, uh, after we get through this analogy, is reasons Russell Westbrook wouldn't get traded. So uh, we're going to dark places. Just a heads up, but. Um, so I, I thought of this and, and yeah, Brian asked me, Hey, why, why hasn't a trade happened so far? Is it more because of the Lakers? Is it because of the Nets? Is it because of whatever? And I liken the situation. You're, you're, uh, the oldest child, right? You're, you are the oldest of what? Three brothers, right? You, you are muted. Um, <laughs> I have three younger brothers, so it's yeah. four brothers. Like four, the movie, four total, except for, <laughs> except for we don't kill anyone. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good movie. That it is four good brothers movie. is I mean, a legitimately I, good movie. You know what? Actually, I'm not gonna. I I don't know. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, and I've learned from the podcast that I host that I shouldn't always retroactively <laughs> not endorse up. movies I liked as a teen. <laughs> I don't know if it aged well. I have no idea. I remember liking point. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I I remember liking it. That's I will go there with you as well. So. Um, as, as Brian asked me, why hasn't a trade happened? I basically said that what it comes down to is it's a situation where a mom has a bleeding child that she's trying to deal with. And it's like the thing that she needs all of her focus on. And yet the other kid doesn't seem to recognize the severity of the situation with their sibling and so they're asking for some like nonsensical thing off to the side as the mom is trying to decide whether or not this kid needs stitches. So, so, so it's like I liken the Lakers and, and LeBron and Kyrie waiting for that trade to happen and, and asking the Nets and the Knicks and the Jazz, hey, guys, like, can I have an ice pop? Can I, can I, can I have an ice pop or a Lunchables? Can I have a snack? As like the other sibling is lying there bleeding on the counter and the mom can't quite figure out what to do with it. What do you think? I, I definitely remember dealing with this several times as yeah. a child. I, I feel like you probably did too with two younger brothers. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I, I, I think that is a decent analogy. I was, I was a little concerned when you started out with like, you know, mom has a bleeding <laughs> child and she's telling me and that she has more pressing concerns. I was like, 
Do we need to have a conversation about Dr. Jen? Is she ignoring, <laughs> you know, Avery when she's in trouble? You know, no, no, but I, no, it sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like you're just prepared yeah. to like explain to Avery that, you know, like yeah. sometimes especially her new brother yeah, is like, going to get her, her, her new brother, Bradley is uh going to get the priority over yeah. her. Yeah. Cause like, especially with, with boys, right. They tend to do dumber stuff at an earlier age. Uh, and, and yeah, eventually Miles is going to do something really stupid. He's going to be hurt and Avery is still going to want her ice pop. And, and it's going to take some explaining that, that no Kyrie, the Nets have to do this Kevin Durant trade before they give you your ice pop. I also like that you're saying ice pop, no free branding for, for that other company that has the more ubiquitous name. You're a true <laughs> professional podcaster. Exactly. Give me my money and I'll talk a, a, about you specifically. All right. Um, so with that out of the way, I was really excited about that, that analogy. And, and so from now on, if people ask you, listener to Silver Screen and Roll podcasts, why hasn't a trade happened? It's because the Nets have to give Kevin Durant his Band-Aid before they go out and give Kyrie Irving his well, ice Well, yeah, pop. the Nets are, like, looking at one of their children has potentially, like, lopped off an arm. And <laughs> they're, like, yeah. and Kyrie's, like, I want a max deal uh, yeah. or a trade. And they're, like, okay, but, like, hold on. This is not as important as, like, us figuring out why Kevin Durant wants a trade, which, like, according to all reports, they still don't know, which is amazing to me. Like, I feel <laughs> like this would be... <laughs> You know, like I feel you like you should have one like, of these figured out. I feel like that's like maybe should maybe be priority number one for the offseason is like trying to figure that out. Why yeah. he asked for a trade and like the fact that they don't have an answer on that apparently is like borderline unbelievable to me. Like that's yeah. been the most confusing part of this whole saga. It's like every reporter just throwing in there as an aside. They're like, well, the Nets don't really know why Kevin Durant wanted a trade. He just asked for one. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Can well, you, you know what that agent? is. Like, can you ask? Them, what are they saying? Are they just not taking your calls? Like, what is? Well, it's such a perfectly netsy. Like, given given how ridiculous and so transparent, as transparent as some of these leaks have been, it's just it falls directly in line with this, right? Like, Sean Marks is basically like, look, I kind of sort of know why he wants out, but I'm not going to. I have no idea. Right. I have no idea why. Why I don't know what I could have possibly done to rectify this situation. Maybe he gave me a list and specifically told me the things and the issues that he has with the organization. But I can't float that out to you. That puts me. That paints me in a bad light. Did we ever figure out if he's getting extended, Sean Marks? Because there was a report that he was. Then there and were the Daily said that he wasn't. And so yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah, my guess is that was like a premature thing of like someone thought like, OK, like it's getting done and yeah. the Nets are like, understandably, do not want to announce that they have extended Sean Marks in the middle of all this. The um, Nets are just like the NBA's moody teenager. I don't know. Are you going to trade Durant? Uh, why does he want out? Mm. Are you going to extend Sean Marks? Mm, maybe. Oh my gosh, Sean Marks is on vacation. We'll deal with this in September. <laughs> Stop asking me questions, mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Slam the door and go to their room to look at some YouTube videos on how the world works. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I also, again, really quickly before we move on to the actual subject matter here, I have found it really interesting because we got a report today 
Um, and I, I apologize for whoever reported this, but like the Pelicans are not including Brandon Ingram. That was in, hilarious. In a Kevin Durant trade. So like, it's just saying, yeah, I don't want Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, they're I'm, just like, yeah, I, I'm making a non-serious bid for Kevin Durant. Yeah, right. But yeah. what's but it falls in line with all of the other non-serious bids to this point. And so, like, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, what is going... This is Kevin freaking Durant. He's somewhere in the top three players in the NBA right now. Sometimes he looks like number one. Sometimes Giannis looks a little bit better. When LeBron is is healthy and really you know focused, there are times that he still somehow looks like one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, but but Durant is in that conversation. He's he's 34 years old. He has four years of team control here. Why? Where are the offers? What is going on? <laughs> I mean, I, I think we, at this point we have to ask the question: Are the Pelicans setting Brandon Ingram up for failure by making him untouchable? Is that too much pressure <laughs> for him? As he continues to grow and develop, I don't yeah. know. I'm just, I'm just curious about it. Do you think, do you think they gave Brandon Ingram the locker next to Zion Williamson? They gave him Zion's locker. No, they gave him <laughs> AD's locker. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they gave him like every locker, like AD, Demarcus, like, and Brandon Ingram just has five lockers against the yeah. wall. Brandon Ingram, like, is going to track like if, with every team that he plays on from here on out. Is just going to ha- get incredible locker room positions, right? So if he ever plays for Chicago, he'll get MJ's. If he ever play, like, if he ever plays for Phoenix, he'll get Steve Nash's locker. Like he'll just... my, my favorite two parts of that whole saga were number one that Avita Zubats got Kobe Soup's old locker, uh, and, <laughs> which is just hilarious. It's like, do you have any pressure? Like Kobe was a well dressed man. Like, is that you know, is that yeah. any extra pressure on you? Like to you know, just kind of get your fits off. No, yeah. I know you're a, you're a second round pick. Like all that See, stuff. I, I, then, I find that funny because like. Imagine if like Jordan Farmar didn't have a locker, but Kobe had one for his suits. Yeah, Jordan Farmar. They're like Jordan. We got like a cubby for you over there, uh, you know. And then, and then, secondly, the Lakers actually ended up demolishing and redoing their locker room just so that nobody would ever have the pressure of having Kobe's locker ever again. That was just, they're just like we can't. This is too much. Just just new locker room. We can't. We can't do this. Yeah. And then they renamed the arena because nobody can play in, in the Staples Center that Kobe built. Too we much going, yeah, we're going to name our arena after money laundering instead. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I just, I, but do you have any like actual theories on what's going? Because have you noticed that you have to have noticed this? You, you're you're yeah, looking no, at the I, NBA from like a, a more macro perspective now in your new position. It's wild to me that a top three player currently in, in the NBA probably going to go down as one of the top like 10 to 15 most talented players of all time um, is, is out there and available right now. And nobody seems to like Toronto doesn't want to give up Scotty Barnes. Uh, Part of Miami's situation here is, is made more difficult because Bam can't be included in the trade. Yeah. Um, So that makes it more difficult. But then they leaked their like, no, no, no. Bam was never in talks. Right, right, and then and then you gotta you, know. you gotta swash all the egos of these guys. So we're gonna get a Celtics leak that like, no, that was false. Jalen Brown was never offered, and it's like, right. well, then what did you offer? Well, according to Boston fans, he has never been offered. Like that's yeah. uh, the, no, it's all it's fake all, yeah. news. He's never been offered. They just talked about a trade that his salary and talent level would be necessary <laughs> unless they were including like Jason Tatum. Yeah, but he was never and, offered. And I enjoy I enjoy all of the people who like galaxy brain themselves into like, oh man. 
how dare you offend Jalen Brown by including him in trade talks for Kevin fucking Durant? Yeah, it's like, oh man, that's that's gotta hurt. You that's know? so offensive to Jalen Brown. What? What's the, what's the funniest like, like, like teams that are involved that they could leak? They're like, no, we never offered that guy just to like fix his ego. You know, like just to yeah. like let him know, like, hey, we want. Like, is it the Warriors saying they never offered Andrew Wiggins? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Two way Wiggs is better than Kevin Durant. We, right. We've seen this movie before. It's like Phoenix. No, we didn't. We never included Jay Crowder. No, that no, never yeah. happened. Sorry, Cam Johnson was untouchable. <laughs> untouchable. In these great talks. Yeah. yeah, it's just the the whole situation, and it, it's wild. We only offered um, DeAndre Ayton because fuck him. Put that <laughs> sources say from the Suns. Like, yeah, I just this, this the whole only thing, thing they hate more than the draft is DeAndre Ayton. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I just find the whole thing and, and, you know, some of it I think is a reflection on Kevin Durant. I think some of it is, well, like it, not just in terms of like, he's 34 years old, post Achilles surgery, all these things, but, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that like, he's, he's demanding a trade with four years left on his contract. What do these teams think is going to happen when he has two years and he hasn't won, you know, like, yeah. Well, and and he's demanding a trade from a place that traded for his best buddy twice, and then and then uh, fired a coach uh, uh, that that he requested fire. Like, if if Brooklyn couldn't have made this work with with Kevin Durant, who can make it work with Kevin Durant? And it's not, you know, I, I think a lot of times we just kind of cast aside uh, analysis of the the person, right? I don't know yeah. Kevin Durant well enough to actually analyze him as the person, but I do. No, no, do uh, know enough about the various situations that he has been at to say that this guy doesn't seem like a very fun person to have in your organization. While the Golden State Warriors had maybe the best, Aaron will have you ha, will tell you at every turn, the best basketball team ever assembled in the NBA, and Kevin Durant was miserable the whole time he was a part of that experience. Like well, it's just he wasn't driving the bus, you know. We've all taken public transit sometimes, you know. It it's is just true. like it's not as much fun if they don't let you drive. <laughs> I just want to honk the horn once. He just yeah. You picture him like asking Steph, "Can I just pull the line one time?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, can I just use the door opening mechanism at least, please? <laughs> no, that's Draymond's job. Yeah. <laughs> no, Draymond does the PA announcements in the back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all brought to you by Meundies. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, I'm excited for his contract negotiations on the podcast brought to you by me undies. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I was not going to tweet this yesterday cause I didn't want to get into the whole hashtag new media, like back and yeah. forth thing, but like his contract thing, I know we've gone down a whole other rabbit hole here and I promise we're going to get to Russ in a second, At but some like point. the, the, the Draymond, you know, like, Oh, I want a max contract. I mean, number one, no duh, but like if they me don't too. give it to him right off the bat, his podcasts are going to be incredible during the month of August. Just like (laughs) laying out his resume, talking about how the Warriors are clowns, not coming to the table. Yeah. Kirk Lacob is just a a spoon, like silver spoon fed loser. Who's going to try to take over the job. Lacob's just Jim Buss without the, without the promise yet. Yeah. (laughs) Without the promise. (laughs) Yeah. I, the, the whole new media thing. That's what I meant. Sorry. You want to, you want to talk about, you want to talk about a subject that I could riff on, riff on for a while. It's it's the whole NBA hashtag new media being the GM. Yeah. Well, that that too. But but hashtag new media, Draymond. Yeah. No, I just, don't want to do it. 
No. You just finished comparing your Warriors team to the 96 Bulls. That's hashtag the old media. media. thought of this idea. <laughs> Some ESPN producer's like, new media, my ass. I've been doing this for 23 years. <laughs> yeah, that's old reliable for August. <laughs> Could X team beat the beat the 96 Bulls? Yeah. You know, like, or whatever it is. Yeah. Draymond's like, next idea is going to be the redeem team against the, the, the dream team. Which team Draymond's was better? Like, you know what no one's ever done is like the Mount Rushmore of great players. <laughs> he's going to do a pie. He's like, you know what? I came up with this concept where I'm going to take kind of based on their current status, these NBA teams and rank them in some sort of <laughs> rankings of power. <laughs> Hashtag new media. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dream you you have this figured out, Dream. Where are the Warriors? Click to find out. Where have where have we found you? <laughs> He's gonna invent the radio tease. He's yeah. gonna listen after the break and we'll give you the Oh man, did you see what I just came up with? <laughs> it's like I got them to keep listening after the after the break. I teased it. It was incredible. Hey, do you think for our next commercial I could do it live? I could read the commercial live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm disappointed but... <laughs> that no one trusts us enough to do those anymore. Like, cause we just don't take it seriously enough. I just, I just finished having this conversation. Yeah. I think we're going to yeah. start doing more of them, but we'll see. Okay. Maybe. I'm ready. I, I promise. I promise. <laughs> I will take it seriously this time. Right. After. I will not make fun of the product. That's a perfect segue to why the Lakers might not trade Russell Westbrook is, is this time they believe him. Um, all right. So, so I guess we can, we can finish kind of mucking around, but basically, you know, Darius wrote a really good piece. I thought for silver screen about, uh, about essentially why the Lakers have to trade Russell Westbrook. And look, Darius is the most nuanced person I know. Um, and the fact that he comes in so strong on the side of this is what the Lakers have to do is very indicative. I think of, of the situation, not just in terms of like how poorly things have gone since they traded for Russell Westbrook, but also the mm -hmm. amounts of the, 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 the amount of information that the Lakers are just hoping we forgot in, in this situation where it's like, yeah, LeBron and AD and Russ, they spoke on the phone. They're all on the same page. Never mind the fact that we just saw LeBron and Russ in the same building and they didn't want to look at each other. I mean, Anthony, you know, sometimes <laughs> you just got off the phone with someone. You don't need to interact with them in person. You know, he just right. like he just got off the conference call before. Right. And I, like, never mind. Like, the, yes, the, the, the Lakers and, and Darvin Ham can't wait to utilize Russell Westbrook in this new role that apparently no team has ever thought about asking him yeah, to play no defense. No team has ever asked Russ to play defense. Yeah, probably. right. <laughs> Groundbreaking new coaching. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, never mind the fact that we are now two months into an offseason in which the Lakers have been trying at every step to trade Russell Westbrook. Nobody pay any well, attention to the man behind the screen. <laughs> Honestly, maybe this is the galaxy brain take. The Lakers can convince him they're like, no, we weren't willing to attach two first round picks. We weren't really trying to trade you. That was those were unserious trade offers. Yeah, I mean, it's the approach that the Nets are taking with Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, <laughs> we we tried to move you, Kevin. We just when we asked for thirteen first rounders, nobody had thirteen rounders to, to, to give us. 
Yeah, they're going to tell Russ that too. They're like, nobody was willing to give us the package of four first round picks and three swaps that we thought you were worth. Do you think, do you think Russ, like if somebody was to tell Russell Westbrook, hey man, it's costing five first round picks to trade for Kevin Durant. And meanwhile, it's costing a first rounder to get rid of you. How does that make you feel? Possibly. Yeah, possibly too. How do you think he responds to that? Uh, I think that he'd say that that's a bunch of, you know, did you hear that directly from his mouth? You know, if you want to hear something about him, you got to go and directly ask him. And he always gives you a straightforward answer. Always. Yeah. 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 So, um, all right. So let's dive into this, though. Um, The first reason that I have lined up here for why the Lakers wouldn't have traded Russell Westbrook is not the caliber of of incoming offers, but the amount of self-interest. And by the way, these these reasons that we're giving here aren't necessarily good reasons, aren't essentially any good reasons here. I am of the belief that there isn't a good enough reason not to move this guy, but these are just potential explanations that they'll either give us after the fact or that, uh, that will have leaked after they weren't able to trade Russell Westbrook. So the first one here that I don't think will get leaked is the amount of self-interest involved throughout the entire Lakers organization right now. Um, Rob Palenka, you know, even, even given that Jeannie Buss, uh, laughed off the idea of not trusting her front office because they won a championship two off seasons ago. Yeah. Has, yeah. Every, the only time that she will definitively say something about the situation, it's to defiantly defend the, to tell you how great Kurt Rambis is at his job. What is his job? That's not important. (laughs) <laughs> but he's good at it. He's great he's at it. Great at it. Yeah. Um, His job being the best Kurt Rambis he can be. <laughs> so. <laughs> this is not a visual medium, but Harrison just did a heart sign over his mic. And it was yeah. perfect. Um, because so. that's how much we love Kurt Rambis here. <laughs> Kurt Rambis spells his name correctly. And this is, this is Jeannie's re- response. I'm so fucking proud of you guys. <laughs> you know what we got to do? We got one of these off-season podcasts. We got to read Kurt Rambis stories from uh, from Jeff Perlman's book. On yes. There. Just, oh, my God. Yeah. That should be its own segment. Yeah. Okay. We just came out. The table after next week. We're, yeah. we're doing we're doing Kurt, Kurt story time. If you're listening to this and you have your own podcast, you are not allowed to use that. Yeah. Copyright. That is That's how this works. We will sue you. Yes. Uh, ben Rosales is our, is our lawyer and you don't want to deal with Ben on a bad day. So, uh, so yeah, I, so again, so to, 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 to get back to the self-interest here, um, Rob Palenka doesn't want to lose his job. Kurt and Linda Rambis don't want to lose the power, power that, yeah, that they for some reason have, right? Like the last thing that somebody who doesn't deserve power wants to lose is the power that they do not deserve to have in the first place. Um, and, and I think, I think Jeannie, you know, this is how it kind of works. And this is why you don't want to mix friendship and business is the, what makes it complicated is that sometimes you have to fire people in business. And the last thing that she's going to want to do here on a human level is fire her best friends and ask her best friends to step away so that the Lakers can run in a more professional manner. And, you know, the way that that Rob keeps his job 
and the people who vouched for trading for Russ keep their job is if somehow miraculously Russell Westbrook works out with the Lakers. And so like it, it, as soon as you trade a first rounder to get rid of this guy, it means that you are acknowledging failure. You are, this is, you are, are basically signaling to everybody that was a fuck up. We cannot, it, it was such a bad screw up that we cannot have this person around and we are paying to have somebody take him off of our hands. And I don't think that that is something Rob Polinka is, is very interested in doing. That's why we continue to hear from sources around the Lakers that they still see Russell Westbrook as a non-negative asset, which is just hilarious. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Like Harrison, you just laughed. It's, but that's where they, that's what they continue to, to, to tell people, even as the league definitively tells them, no, he's a negative asset. It's going to cost the first rounder to move him. Okay. So I have a couple things. Number right. one is, I mean, we've all been in that situation at work where you're going to your boss and you're like, Hey, cause none of us are perfect. Like we've all made mistakes and we've all mm -hmm. like, you know, been in that situation at work where it's like, Hey, you know, you know, that guy I traded a first round pick for, well, now we got to give up a first round pick to get off of him <laughs> because he kind of was like a nuclear explosion to our team chemistry. And right. like LeBron won't even look at him. Like we just, we can't go into training camp like this. And that's never a fun conversation to have when you were just telling that when you just did a whole press conference last year, talking about how he was like the hometown kid and was going to bring titles back to LA and yep. like the heir apparent to Mamba mentality and like all yeah. this stuff. And cause you know, you wanted to trumpet your big acquisition, hold up the Jersey, getting the cool photos. And then it doesn't work out. Like, you know, then going back to your boss and being like, hey, you know, my bad, uh, but <laughs> like we've all made a mistake at work. We've all made a mistake in life. It's never fun to go and correct it. Sometimes it is necessary, but depending on how much relationship, it's going to cost you relationship equity uh, mm -hmm. at time. Like depending on the strength of the relationship, you know, it's going and, you know, if all the leaks are Rob Plinka has one year to fix this, you know, for him, it's like, oh. I don't know if I like to go to her and just be like, he, he, this is the Lakers off season is like the basketball version of uncut gems and where Rob is Howard. And he's just like furiously running around, like trying to like make $500,000 so that he doesn't get fired. Yeah. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah he's waiting. He's like, the he's 13. like, all right, I got a Kendrick Nunn, Russell Westbrook and Lonnie Walker parlay. And yeah. then if that works out, <laughs> then we win a championship. Yeah. He has a, is the mobster behind the glass. Just a thirteen, uh, a thirteen player, a thirteen minimum contract player parlay that the Lakers yeah. need to have hit in order to save the future of their just franchise. There with his fingers crossed, he's like, "Here we go, Thomas Bryant, baby." <laughs> Thomas Bryant, twenty minutes playable in the playoffs. We need this. All right, come Maybe. on, hit for yeah. me. <laughs> so. And uh, I, the the other, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, the other no, thing that I wanted it. to address in your point. Um, we have to acknowledge this for the audience. I love the irony of you complaining about like, oh, it's never a good idea to work with your best friends. Like, you know, you don't want to mix business and relationships while mm -hmm. you podcast with one of your closest friends <laughs> at your job. Well, okay. I mean, this is why I fought. You're so giving hard yourself a lot of credit. You. One. So this is why, this is why I fought so hard against hiring you is I'm that committed to not having any nepotism in my organization. Yeah. Well, but like, I guess it's slightly different that this friendship has come about because of the business, right? Like, 
would Jeannie Buss be or the relationship that she has with Kurt Rambis is like just friendship, right? It's not a professional. It was never a professional he was a relationship. Player, and he married her friend yeah. who she met at the job. Right. But like her, she wasn't, she didn't hold a, a real position with the Lakers while Kurt Rambis was playing for the Lakers. That was before her time, right? Like she was, she was kind of working in some like unofficial capacity and it wasn't, it, it wasn't until later. I appreciate you trying to, you trying to justify this and save yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going keep, I'm gonna fight. Hey, for self-interest purpose, I am going to continue. <laughs> you're um, like, yeah. You're, these are your leaks. Yeah, but like, I guess I guess I just consider it different when you and I, we are clearly friends, we have been working together, but like our relationship came about because we have had success in this business together. It, right? Well, and also like, you know, there's the reality that I'm not in charge of you. Like, I'm kidding, but like, you do not yeah. report to me. I have no power over no, you. No, according uh, to Twitter, you, know, to you can fire of- me at any time. No, much to the chagrin of my like Twitter, you know, replies and stuff. I I have no say over what you do whatsoever. Right. Um, right. And yeah. But but yeah, I I just think when when it comes to like and look, sometimes mixing friendship does work out, right? Like sometimes it does. It works for you and me because that our friendship allows for us to have chemistry on the air. LeBron but, and Anthony Davis. Well, I look. I, I think it's more year. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, like where where well, like we see again, each other, an argument against it. We we see each other in pu- in public and walk the other direction from each other, like you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but no, I think I think there are plenty of examples where that friendship does work out. Um, it, it it can work. It's not there is no there is no uh, rule that has no exceptions, right? But I think here with this situation, it clearly isn't working where the Lakers have all of the advantages that they have organizationally when it comes to the city that they operate in, when it comes to the brand recognition that they get to work with, when it comes to the insane fan base that will fund just about anything that, that they need funded in terms of the, their ability to drive revenue through the fan base. Like They have every advantage you could possibly be looking for right now. And, and yet find themselves, even despite having LeBron and Anthony Davis in their organization, they're looking at a season in which they aren't seriously title contenders. Like, that's wild. It's it's incredible that they have reached this place. There, that, there is, I'm not saying that I agree with this point, but there are people debating whether or not they're playing contenders. Right? Yeah. Like, look, you just, you know, we joked. We, we, we were being facetious as we did it, but like that 13 player parlay that they have to have hit. No, that order, was not a joke. They are that's, absolutely that's very doing serious. a 13 player parlay right now, or 12 player because they have 14 yeah. on the roster. Yeah. They, they, they desperately need a lot of things to fall in their laps to be able to get into the playoffs without having Drops to play like a plane. Like, Come on, Jay Huff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Cole Swider. Come on down. He's like, so I, I just, I, I find. I find like the number one reason when people ask me why wouldn't a trade happen is because there's a whole bunch of people who Don't have not that they screwed up. Yeah. yeah, like over the course of their careers, Rob hasn't fucked up very often, I don't think, as an agent. You know, that's why he's as un- unpopular throughout the NBA as he is right now, is because like he was really good as an agent. Um Jeannie Buss, like, you know, it has, especially in comparison to her brother, been 
pretty successful in, in, over the course of her lifetime, you know, and, and um, Kurt Rambis, you know, they, is, is somebody who somehow had worked a lot his, of jobs. Yeah, like who who continues to be <laughs> successful at getting jobs? <laughs> yeah, right. It it has nothing to do with him being white and mostly black lead. Nothing whatsoever. But like, I think I think when it when we look at the the this situation in its entirety and why the Lakers have just kind of drugged their feet on this, this is the number reason why. Like, I we'll talk in a second about the the quality of offers coming in it's easier to call an offer unserious when you were the person who were who was supposed to be evaluating the trade that got you here in the first place that's why it was so maddening that nobody involved with last offseason had any actual like they weren't held to any kind of account they just they were just they had the worst offseason of all time and then all everybody's back <laughs> the only person who isn't back is the person that they hired who actually had success in the role that they were in that's it <laughs> they fired Frank Vogel and were like, all right, we fixed it. Here we are. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, no, my ideas were good. Frank just didn't implement them correctly. Right. 12-player parlay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Darvin Ham, great coach. All right, here we yeah. go. Connect the dots. It's all going to work.